Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome to Dr. Connie's House Calls. We are in the month of October. And I'm starting off with actually some really cool news. I spoke to my executive producer, Sandra Rogers, the other day, and I, I, said, I said, Sandra, how many people listen to house calls? I'm just curious, because really my goal is at least one person listens. And she says, Connie, don't, don't worry, more than, one, you know, one, more than one person listens. In fact, since the beginning of the year, we've had about 13,000 listeners log on. Now, is isn't just me logging on or my family, but at least 13,000 listeners logging on from around the world. And about 94 of you out there are the faithful ones who log on every live episode. They don't wait to log on to the podcast afterwards, which usually stays online. You can log on later if you miss it. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for being faithful listeners and spread the word and it isn't about how many people listen. It's about at least one person listening and getting something out of this show. That's really, really my, 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 my goal of anything. So and to acknowledge our listeners, I always start off with my honorable mentions for the month of October. We celebrate quite a few birthdays here among our listeners. Herb Anderson and his wife, Marsha, celebrating a birthday. And you know what I find interesting? I see married couples, you know, celebrating the same birthday month. I see father and son celebrating birthday month. It's, it's quite interesting. I wonder whether they meet because they're same astrologically for that month and they get along because they happen to be born that same month. Who knows? People have to research. In addition, another October birthday is Salita Lonask, who is the fiancé of my dear friend Danny Williams. Bruce Vale, happy birthday. Sandra Halpern, a dear friend of mine. My brother, Angel Mariano Jr. in San Diego, California. Happy birthday, dear. Carlin Bushman, a dear friend who's been on my show talking about CEO moms. She celebrates her birthday this month, as well as her husband, Randy. That's the other husband and wife birthday team. James Patrick, happy birthday. John Edwards, a dear friend of our families. Janet Ford out in California. Harvey Greenbaum. Uh, is celebrating her birthday, and his son Blake out in L.A. celebrates a birthday with Dad. Rhonda Snyder, Robin Burning, is having a birthday, and she is in North Carolina. Uncle Orville Kern in Colorado, who was my late husband's uncle. Happy birthday, Uncle Orv. Patty DeProspo and Alan Sears. Happy birthday, guys. I wish you all the very best and many, many more birthdays to come. In addition, this month we have a 50th anniversary celebration with Dr. Richard and Leslie Ridenauer, they've been on my show a couple times to talk about, about leadership and couples, and also the other topic is about television series because they are huge TV advocates. And also Dr. Ridenauer is celebrating a birthday this month, so happy birthday. And my sister Lori and her loving spouse Val are celebrating their anniversary. Happy anniversary, guys. The end of the month, we celebrate Halloween. It's observed in many countries on October 31st. It's the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows Day, or in Catholic faith, uh, All Saints Day, where cultures will go to the cemetery, honor the dead, uh, remember them in tradition. In the U.S., it's typically the time of costumes. Kids go out trick-or-treating. I, I ask parents to be careful out there. I, I just came back from a opioid addiction conference at the Mayo Clinic, and they're putting out the warnings to all parents when kids go trick-or-treating in different neighborhoods. There are people who are not very nice and actually quite evil who have laced candy 
with fentanyl uh, in order to hook people, to hook children early on to this addiction. So please look very carefully uh, at the what you get. Make sure it doesn't look tainted. When it, uh, go through everything with gloves if you get any of that on your hands. Just be cautious. If it looks suspicious to you, meaning that the package is broken, looks like it's been messed with, throw it out. Throw it out. Okay, you just got to protect the kids from that. And it's sad because there was a time we didn't have to worry about that. I look back at my 67 years of life and what my childhood was like way back when. It was a whole different world with Halloween. Uh, we were able to go trick-or-treating. Our parents didn't have to be with us. We weren't afraid of somebody trying to kidnap us or do something horrible. In fact, when we would play outside, we'd play until it got dark, came in. Parents didn't have a cell phone. We didn't have any way to track us. We would just go off and do our thing. And the world has changed. It is a very anxious time. Uh, we're worried about who's out there. We want to protect our kids so much. And, and a lot of families don't have mom and dad. Uh, they have one parent. And if they don't have the one parent, a lot of times the grandparents raise their kids. So we really hope and pray that our kids grow up in a same, safe environment. We want them to be strong. I tell my sons, who are now 35 and 33, I try to simplify everything because everything's sound bites and text. I said, life is about problems, okay? No matter where you go in life, there are problems to solve. The two most important things you have to remember is solve the problem and don't be a jerk, okay? I modified that word. Just solve the problem and don't be a jerk. And what that second wisdom means is is how you treat people when you're doing that. The most important thing is how you treat others around you. Obviously, we want you to be strong. We want our kids to be strong, healthy, honest kids. One of the things that I talk about frequently is there are only two wonderful things you can give the kids. The two most important things are roots and you give them wings. You want them to take off and fly and to use all the things to their advantage to be good people. Over the past 21 years that I've been in Arizona, I've had the privilege of knowing this organization called the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale. I was invited to attend their annual, they used to call it the Blue Door Ball, years ago. And at that ball, this annual ball, it was, called, it was celebrating the youth of the year. They have all these clubs, they have nine clubs in, in the Scottsdale, Greater Phoenix area for the Boys and Girls Club. And in it, the clubs will compete and they have some, one of the kids, becomes the winner with their speech. They are given a task, a, a speech topic, and they compete for that, and then they go up before their judges, and ultimately they represent their club and this group over at the state level and in the national levels. And it's all for, for not only competition to win, but it's scholarship to do that. And the winning you know, speeches move on, and I think what strikes me is when we go to these events to honor them, you get to hear the kids get on stage and if you imagine you're just a high school kid and you're getting up before hundreds of adults and you're giving a speech, and the number one fear of most adults is speaking in public. So to teach a kid to get up there, to have the poise, to do your speech, and the conviction to share that is very admirable to do that. But these kids don't give up and the people who work with them don't give up. And when they go to these clubs, we call them the kids club. They're essentially clubs kids. And it's life-changing. And I invited the current CEO and president to be here today because this show is really about the kids in the club, about what it takes to raise a good kid. 
because as a doctor, I see a lot of my issues with my adults. I take care of purely adults who are a lot of ways should have been grown up from kids. And a lot of the psychological pain that I see, their behavior, the stressors come from trauma in their childhood. Somebody once told them, you'll never count to anything, you'll never be any good. Nobody loved them enough. Nobody had, didn't have the right role models. And it carries over into adulthood. And we all feel the price. We pay the price, not only in our families, in our workplace, but also in our society for these kids who never grew up and never got any chance to be loved and to receive the things that the Boys and Girls Club do for their kids. So I have the honor to be here today. I'm going to first read his bio. Uh, our guest today in studio is Ivan Gilreath. He joined the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale uh, back in February 2021. Uh, Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale is a youth development organization serving thousands of kids and teens at nine locations in around the North Valley. Ivan moved to the Valley from Omaha, Nebraska, where he served for 10 years as president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of the Midlands. Before that, he spent five years as president of ING's Employee Benefits Division and 20 years in Mutual of Omaha's Group Insurance Division, respectively. He has led Boys and Girls Club through a very strong rebound from COVID. Talk about, you know, coming in with putting fires to put out. You know, it came right in the middle of COVID, right in the middle of it. He provided kids with teens with a safe place, not not only at that time, but to get back to normal, but also to thrive, and that's it. Not only to survive, but to thrive. The Boys and Girls Club adapted its youth development model to provide childcare and a place for kids to do their distance learning, which was an essential service for parents and guardians who are not able to stay at home with their children. In Nebraska, Ivan served as the University of Nebraska Omaha College of Business National Advisory Board. He also served the Jesuit Academy Board of Directors, University of Nebraska Board of Trustees, the College of St. Mary Board of Directors, and the University of Nebraska Foundation Governance Committee. So he is very involved in business, on committee boards, higher education. Uh, I think also of note, he is a father and he is a grandfather, so he knows of which he speaks. He's raised good children, wonderful grandchildren. He received a Bachelor of Science in Marketing for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and an MBA for the University of Nebraska-Omaha. So welcome, Ivan. Welcome for being here. Thanks for being on our show. Thanks for having me, Dr. Connie. You know, I am so impressed that we were able to recruit you here to the Valley. What, what got you involved in the beginning with Boys and Girls Club? Well, we can go back to uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs in Omaha and talk about that, and let's go all the way back. So I was a Boys and Girls Club uh, kid back in Omaha many, many years ago, and it was just boys club then. So I was a uh, going to the boys club from the time I was eight until the time I turned 13. And at 13, I had to get a job. So my mother was a single parent, raised five kids. I was the youngest. All five of us, when we got old enough, had to work at McDonald's mm -hmm. because my mother couldn't handle the bills and we had to work at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. so, so, uh, so I was a, a club kid for five years and then worked and then went off to uh, get my education, corporate life, and, and really good corporate career. And then halfway through my corporate career, I started a nonprofit. It was called the Midwest Trailblazers. And it was a nonprofit for kids who were just like me, young kids who probably were fatherless and, and were from single-parent homes. So I started this nonprofit for coaching and basketball. Started just with my nephew and a few of his friends. Pretty soon, 
Uh, people saw I was a pretty good coach, pretty good working with kids. Before you know it, we had 100 kids in the program, turned it into a 501c3. So I would do uh, work all day at Mutual of Omaha, 10-hour days of work. And then three nights a week, I would go and coach. And I saw that I got such gratification from those three nights a week, three hours a night, uh, that I decided at some point I wanted to do that uh, as a career. So I went ahead with my corporate career, and I said, I don't know where, I don't know when, but at some point I want to go back and be able to do this as what I do. Awesome. That's amazing. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back because I want to ask more about your career, but then we're going to talk about Boys and Girls Club and the things you do for them. So stand by on House Calls with Ivan Gilreath from Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale. Stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano. This is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano, if you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnyradio at gmail.com. That's drconnyradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to House Calls with Dr. Connie and Ivan Gilreath of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale. Ivan's in studio today to share his journey in Boys and Girls Club is starting as a off as a kid in, in Nebraska and the son of a, a, a single mom and he joined the Boys and Girls Club, had a fabulous career in industry and then started coaching. Keep going on, coach. Tell us about your career. Yep, yep. So I got so much gratification out of that that I knew one day that when I retired from corporate, that'd be a good thing to do in the second phase of my life. So 2008 through 2010 hit the recession, 
pretty tough in the industry I was in, uh, insurance industry. And um, and my mother was back in Omaha. I was living in Minneapolis at that point. My mother was back in in uh, Omaha, and she was she was elderly and she was sick. Mm-hmm. And so you know, a lot of things came together. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to inquire about going in the nonprofit back in Omaha and go back and take care of my mother because she took care of me all those years. Yeah. And so I did a little inquiring, and unbeknownst to me, the clubs that I grew up in the CEO was retiring. And so I said, I didn't know when, I didn't know where, but this kind of feels like fate is calling me to inquire about it. Long story short, I I got in touch with the folks there, and even though I had never worked in a nonprofit, I was a club kid, had great business experience, and uh, went to lead that club for uh, for 10 years and uh, retired from there. thinking to come down here to uh, to just bask in my retirement uh, because my my wife who's here with me today she uh, we we had just had our third grandson and uh, my two kids and my three grandkids live in Arizona and so our plan was to get down here a little bit more so right before my last day I gave an 18 month notice on my retirement in Omaha a couple of months before I said let me inquire about you know, some nonprofit opportunities in Arizona. So the Arizona Alliance of Nonprofit website, I pulled it up. Only one nonprofit job showed up. Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Scottsdale. It's not the job I'm in, but it was it was leading their foundation. And I was like, this this is really weird and fateful that it's the only job that showed up. So I called the the current uh, president and CEO for the club and was asking her about it. She told me about the job. So I so I applied for the foundation job and really told them about all the great things we were doing in Omaha because in Omaha we were doing great things with kids, post-secondary education things, uh, literacy things, a lot of good things. And they really liked it. So they told me to come down here for an interview. By the time I got down here for an interview, the CEO had resigned of the clubs. And so once again, another one of those things lining it up. And they said, we'd like you to consider coming down here and running the clubs. And I'm, I'm like, you know, if God is directing me there and, and, and he's got my path in mind, who am I to, to say no to it? So took a little bit of a leap of faith, didn't know a lot about Scottsdale, didn't know a lot about uh, the people who were my board, but I did know the clubs. I know the clubs, and I know how valuable the clubs are to the kids who come to the clubs. So that was my foundation of it's, it's, it's got to be the right decision because you know what a good club looks like, and you can now change lives in Scottsdale much like you change lives in Omaha and like people changed my life back in the 60s in Omaha. Yeah. You know, you were meant to come here. When when things happen your way, I truly believe somebody once said, when things happen your way, it's God's direction. When it doesn't happen your way, it's God's protection. So isn't that interesting? All those paths came here, that one particular job. So when you finally got to the club, well, you were in the middle of the pandemic. How? What What yeah. happened at the club, Sim, when, that, well, when you well, came in? Well, the, the, the good news is not good, but the good news from a business perspective is, I left my job in Omaha in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. so I had had a lot of pandemic uh, training, if you will, because mm-hmm. back in March of 2020, uh, we one day we were business as usual. And then two or three days later, we yeah. were closed down, shut. And so so in Omaha, I had like I had, you know, nine, 10 months of working through the pandemic with the club there. 
you know, with virtual learning, with with delivering meals to homes and and just doing all the things that we did to try to continue to serve our kids and serve our families in Omaha. So when I came here, I had I had a lot of good experience with that. And then the folks here, they had been doing it for the whole time I was doing it in Omaha. Yeah. So I was able to come in at a time where, you know, it was starting to phase out a little bit, but it hung on for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we had gotten to the point when I was here, the clubs were open. We were still seeing kids. We were still doing, you know, virtual learning. Uh, but we just wanted to be there for the for the families who needed us most, the members who needed us most, and the families who needed us most. So we were willing to do whatever we could to make sure we stayed open, stayed safe. We had safety protocols in terms of cleanliness, in terms of social distancing. Yeah. You know, our folks at the club went two full years with wearing masks. Yeah, I you know, we, 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 we never went away from the masking. Yeah. Uh, we didn't go away from the masking with our members. And, you know, that, that caused some controversy with, mm-hmm. with some parents. But, you know, safety is our number one yeah. thing that we do. So we kept our clubs clean. We kept them safe. Yeah. And uh, hats go off to our staff, our staff who were tremendous during that entire time of the pandemic. And they came in every day like warriors and work with those kids. And, you know, and when they got sick, we were we were like, you know, stay away as long as you need to. We want you to be healthy when you come back. So we had good protocols in place, but we were still continuing to do all the things we were doing. We were still opening up our maker spaces, which are our STEM centers, and we were doing STEM programming in there, homework programming, uh, you know, providing food to our kids who needed it. So we were doing everything that we always did. We were just doing it for fewer kids because a lot of people still weren't letting their kids go out. And, and when the kids came in, we still had to, to space them. We just couldn't have hundreds and hundreds of kids on top of each other. And then we'd have a situation where a kid or a staff would would come in infected. And and we got to the point where we had those processes down pretty good. But we had one or two outbreaks at clubs where we had to close them for a couple of weeks. So it was really stressful during that whole time. But at, at, at the whole time, nobody ever wavered on we need to be here for the kids. And, On and average, that, when before pandemic, what were your numbers like? How many kids would you have at the club? Yeah, so so to look at our summer numbers, and before before pandemic, we used to have about 960 kids, and during the pandemic, it went down to about 300 or so. Uh, but we were still busy because instead of doing one to 20 ratios, you know, now we're doing one to 10 ratios. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we still had all our staff. Staff got paid through all of it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and so we were still busy. It was just a different kind of busy. Mm-hmm. It really was. And then, you know, great to say this summer because of some of the things that the state government allowed us to do with this program called Arizona on Track, we were able to get back to pre-pandemic numbers. So we had a thousand. 1,063 kids a day wow. this summer. So our clubs yeah. were, were really full. Yeah. For once, we, we had a lot of kids next to each other. Yeah. Just It was just yeah. like, yeah. even though we know it's not gone, sure. it was about as close as it could look to yeah. being gone this summer. What, did you, what kind of changes did you see in your kids because of the pandemic? Well, you know, uh, so a couple of things, and, and we're trying to address all of those. Number one, um, you know, a lot of these kids weren't around kids for two years yeah. and yeah. Uh, they were isolated. They were at home and and it was just different. 
And so we we saw we saw and and I even saw this in a kid that that I mentored. Uh, first time I was around him, he couldn't even hold a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. He he was isolated. He was running around on the basketball court, shooting by himself. Didn't want me anywhere around him, and mm-hmm. and and just really really you know, acting really different. And I remember telling his mom when when we were finished with that date that I really think she needs to have him talk to someone because he's not there. So we experienced that with our kids at the club. And and the great thing is, after a while, they come out of that. Yeah. After a while, you know, yeah. they, they come back and they start acting uh, like they used to. But you still have more kids now who are acting out. Yeah. You know, kids who didn't used to act out who are yeah. acting out. So what we've been working on for the last couple of months is we've been working with some therapists who are going to come in and do a couple of things. One, they're going to train our staff. They're going to train our staff, number one, on how to take care of themselves because we never get trained on how to take care of ourselves. So we're going to train our staff on how to take care of themselves. And then we're going to train our staff on how to deal with these kids better because the history of the Boys and Girls Club is when a kid continually would act up, at some point you would suspend them. You would be like, okay, go home and take a day off. And then they do it again, take three days off. You do it again, you're out for the week. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong way to be treating kids right now because there's so many of them. So now we're working with some some therapists to train us on better ways to do intervention Mm -hmm. with the young people. So we don't have to you know, suspend them. I'm sure there'll still be some we have to suspend because it, it just, we can't handle it because we, we don't have behavioral health folks. But we want better training on that, on how to take care of our kids. And then the final thing that we want to be able to do, if, it parent, if we get to this point and the kid needs to see one of these therapists we're working with, maybe we can get the parent's permission to have the, the kid talk with someone. But we always got to get parent permission to mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. But first, train our, train our people to take care of themselves and then train them on how to identify the kids and how to interact with the kids. That's our number one thing. The other thing is we always had a problem with summer learning loss. Summer learning loss has been going on forever. Kids get out of school. They go to the, the swimming pool all summer and get back and they're grade yeah. lower in reading. But the program we had this summer, every kid in our club had to have an hour of reading, math, and civics uh, each day. And we had certified teachers that we got funded to hire to bring into the club to do that. And so those were two of the biggest things that that our kids were missing uh, that we really were able to rectify this summer. And then they had fun. You know, you know, you don't get the kids in the club unless they're having fun. So we had plenty of outdoor fun, indoor fun, just fun. How do the kids join? Do they do you have to get parental permission? You're in different neighborhoods. Do they just show up and say, I want to join? Nope, nope. They they the the parent has to sign them up. Okay. And the parent has to go through an orientation. So so we're pretty pretty stringent on that. So parents sign them up, parent go through an orientation because a kid needs to know what the club is about. Parent needs to know what the club is about. You know, how you drop your kid off, how you pick your kid up, you know, you know, because we just don't send kids out the door. You know, you gotta come in and say, I'm here to get Tommy and and get Tommy out there. So we do that whole orientation for the parents, but the parents must sign their kids up and do that. Now, the, you know, we have sort of, sort of a graded scale for our kids. You know, we have some kids where the parents may be too college educated, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. both have good jobs. They have a scale for them, and it goes all the way down to the kids who can't afford to pay anything. Mm-hmm. But what the boys and girls clubs everywhere in the world, what they all are consistent on, we never turn a kid down. Mm-hmm. So we always meet the kid where they are. If they can pay, they pay. If they can't pay, you're still welcome. And so we get them in there with positive role models, good programming, safe spot. So many kids just need somewhere to go, and we're there for them. So what is it about your clubs that makes a difference for these kids? Staff. You know, it's very simple. And it it was the same for me. And, uh, you know, anywhere you go, uh, you can have a brand-new Taj Mahal facility. Kids don't care. What the kids do care is that Mr. Ivan's there, and I like him. Dr. Connie's there, and I like him, and they care about me. You know, they, they, they come back when they know you care about them. So any club you go to, my clubs in Omaha, my clubs here, it's the staff that brings them back. And that's why it's so important. Last year we were able to pay our staff a little bit more. We want to continue to do that because they're still on the lower end of, of that curve because they're the most important asset we have yeah. when you look at the club. Yeah. So, so you, if you, I, can, I can tell you staff right now that, that used to interact with me, Big Al and, and, and Mr. Moe, you know, this is, this is 55 years ago. They stay with you. And, and the good thing about a lot of our staff, not all of them, but a lot of them used to be club kids. So they know when that kid looks at them what they see. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they take it seriously because they know that kid, no matter what warts you may have personally, they don't know. Mm-hmm. They think you're the greatest person ever. And you show them that love. And they're the biggest asset. They're the reasons the kids come every day. I'll just tell you a quick story in Omaha. In Omaha, we had this $15 million facility that was being built, all boys. And, um, and, and it, was, it, was inclu- it, was, it was being built to kind of put us out of business. And, and we were worried because it, was, it, it had everything we didn't have. We had nice facilities, but this was the Taj Mahal. And we thought when those doors opened, the 300 kids a day we saw at this one club would all go over there. And the club opened, that new building opened up. None of them went. None of them went. Yep. And, and the people. parents the parents tried to get them to go. Mm-mm. And they were like, no, I want to be over here with, with Mr. Felici and, yep. and, and Miss Adrielle. And, and they just wouldn't go. So that's the most yep. important thing we do every it's day. It's your staff. It's your people. It's your yep. role models. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with Ivan Gilreath to talk about the Boys and Girls Club. So stay tuned for more. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the President of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. 
For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano, If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnyradio at gmail.com. That's drconnyradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to House Calls with Dr. Connie and Ivan Gilreath, who is the present CEO of Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale. Ivan's telling me all these amazing stories of what the club has done to turn around lives for kids who don't have much going on. And, and you emphasize it isn't the building, it isn't all, you know, all the stuff around it, the frills. It's the people who, who touch their lives. You still remember growing up in Nebraska, you know, those, those mentors that you had. Can you share other stories of kids who've been, whose lives have been turned around or touched by the Boys and Girls Club? You know, it, it's so many. Boys and Girls Club of America has a, uh, has a Hall of Fame, and uh, every year they do an induction uh, at the National Conference. And their Hall of Fame is amazing of the people who are in there, astronauts, engineers, pro basketball players, Misty Copeland, the first African-American lead ballerina in New York. And all of these people come back and, and they tell the story of how their life got changed because of the Boys and Girls Clubs and, and all the things that Boys and Girls Clubs allowed them to do. The first success story is really me. You yeah. know, I yeah. mean, I mean, you you yeah. look you look at the success story, you know, um, you know, single parent. My mother used to leave me at home at five oh. because she yeah. was working. My mother worked two jobs until she died. She'd leave me home at five. You go to jail for that now. She'd leave me home at five and at five years old. And by the time I got eight, I could go to the club. So, you know, I'd walk two miles at eight years old by myself to the club. Who does who does that Nobody. today either? Yeah. And uh, went there and they established a solid foundation for me for five years. And then I started working and, you know, got my degrees and got my my good corporate career and now coming back and giving back. So that's a great success story. But in Omaha, I just talked to you about Omaha real quick. I got a little more uh, history there. But we we had a post-secondary uh, scholarship program where we would give away over $400,000 a year in scholarships. And in those particular um, scholarship uh, group of kids, we've got doctors and lawyers and, and, and all kids who just needed a chance. Our philosophy there is a philosophy that I want to bring here. If you're a member in good standing, you, we will give you a scholarship. It doesn't matter how much. It might be $1,000 because you're going to a community college. It might be more than that if you can go. But in Omaha, we offered everyone. So if a kid had a 1.6 and 
and I was just starting to figure out who he was in his senior year mm -hmm. and said, Mr. Ivan, I want to go to community college because I want to be a welder. By the way, this is a true story. I want to be a welder. And, and I said, okay, I'm going to give you $1,000, and then you go to school, show me you can do it, come back, I'll give you more. And if you, and if you keep a 2.0 or higher, keep coming back, I'll give you more. We'll always be there for you if you return the effort. So we had all of those situations in Omaha where we had it. And now here, I was just in my Piper Club the other day, and I was talking to Christian, who's our branch director over there, and we were in our uh, STEM center, you know, the makerspace. And he was talking about how he had this, uh, this young lady who used to come in there every day, and she didn't want to be in the gym where everybody else was. She didn't want to be in the game room. She wanted to be, you know, in the art room and the creative room. And uh, now she's about to get her Ph.D., um, you know, in, in some fancy subject. But, you know, it's just one of those kids who just, you know, needed somewhere to go, mm -hmm. needed someone to to provide love to them and direction and support. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how far it goes when you just tell a kid, I believe in you. Yeah, it's because so they true. probably never heard that. Before. from anybody yeah and you tell them you I believe in you you can do whatever you you want to do and kids kids believe you and they'll they'll run through a brick wall for you and that's what our staff does and that's what our kids do in all of our clubs you bring to mind something that I read it was actually a parenting magazine that talked about the 11 things kids want from their parents or the people raising them and this is from an interview this past June and and you'll probably agree these are the things that kids say I learn by watching you. So you all are role models. Give me hugs and kisses. You can't spoil me with those, right? My brain is still developing, so I'm slow in learning, but I do want to learn if you patiently and kindly teach me. The other is always be here for me no matter what. And that's what your guys do. Yes. I mean, I'm here no matter what. Talk with me. Don't just talk to me. That's what I've seen your guys do. They talk with them. Sometimes I just want to be heard without judgment or lecture. The other is, I see it a lot in your clubs, accept who I am. Don't constantly compare me to other kids. Let me play outside a lot. Let me go out and play. Give me food that is nutritious and yummy. You're, you know, you're, you're nurturing them. Please trust me. And the other is, your praise means so much to me. So you really are, are filling that void yeah. for these kids. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, for me, with my job, um, I don't get to interact with the kids as much as I did when I had my nonprofit organization, Midwest Trailblazers. Now I've got to got to raise money. I've got to do strategy. I've got to I've got to do other things. But every chance I get to get in the club, which is quite frequently, mm -hmm. uh, I always look down at a kid. Kid could be white, black, Native American, Latino, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I see me, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and and I realize mm -hmm. how important it was. Mm -hmm when those adults used to see me you know yeah. they would see me and they would say hi to me and they would they would they would give me uh, you know a little fist bump or shake my hand or mm -hmm. rub my head or whatever and it's amazing you could just see it in the kids eyes when i do that and i make a point to do it with all the kids i see in there because i know that it means the world to them yeah. to do that. You're, they're important to you. Yes. And they feel that. You've really, you've really made that happen. How can people contribute? I and mean, we've got lots of listeners out there. Yeah, well, there's obviously a, uh, a lot of ways to, to contribute. 
we have a couple of events coming up here real soon. We have an event on the 29th of, uh, of October coming up. It's going to be over at the... Uh, the uh, Scottsdale Square Fashion Mall. Did I say that right? Fashion Square. Fashion yeah, Square. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> over there, and it's going to be an outdoor rooftop event uh, where we're going to have one of the uh, the new leading up-and-coming country singers there. So we've got tickets on sale right now for that event. It's called Raise the Roof. You know, go to our mm-hmm. Boys and Girls Club of Greater Scottsdale website and look for that. We also have the event that you grew to love, mm-hmm. the, the Gala's coming up. And I believe it's going to be uh, March 3rd. It's going to be earlier this year. And that's our really big fundraising event. So look for that. Uh, people can buy a table or they can just come and, and be a part of that. And then you have tax credit season coming up. So we are a certified uh, tax credit nonprofit. And so it's really easy, folks. You know, you just uh, you know, contribute 800 bucks, and it comes right off of your taxes. It sounds, it sounds too good to be true. But it actually is true. So you can go on our website now and you can, you know, sign up for the tax credit. Give us eight hundred dollars. It'll come right off of your taxes. And then finally, you can just you can just go online and just, you know, send some money for us to uh, to really, you know, sponsor a kid into the club. We we give over one point two million dollars in scholarships a year. People think it's Scottsdale. They think everybody's rich. Mm-hmm. They're not. Mm-hmm. We have kids in South Scottsdale and some of the other areas where we have to put in one point two million of club money every year for them. So people can help us with that expense. Also, in all of our clubs, we only charge $25 a year for our teens because teens can vote with their feet. They can decide it's not cool enough, you know, or wherever. I got a job at Burger King. I got a girlfriend or boyfriend. I'm not going. So as a result of that, we don't want what they pay to be a deterrent for them or their parents. So all teens come in for free. So that amounts to about $550,000 a year as well. So we've got some expenses that we always need help covering because we've got more teens than really any other organization in the world, Boys and Girls Club. And everybody struggles with teens, and we do too, but we have more than anyone else. So those are the ways they can give. Raise the roof, the gala, tax credit. Just send us a donation online or or send us a check in the mail, and we appreciate all of that. It's a really good cause. I love to contribute. I always love to host a table. Back one time, the last event for the Youth of the Year, I brought Dr. Michael Kofel, who is a psychologist here, and he's actually been on my show to talk about resiliency. And he told me at that event, he says, you know, I was a club kid. I said, really? He says, yeah, I, 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 I owe everything I have, my success as a psychologist, as, as a Ph.D. to the Boys and Girls Club. So I, he couldn't make it today, but I, I look at the people around. You never knew. You never knew. And it's, you know, we struggle through life. And I look at people who've had really rough lives and are amazing success stories. And I said, you know, how would you turn out so good? And he said at least one person believed in me. It was either a grandparent or, a, you know, older parent a friend or a club like this, a Boys and Girls Club, one of your mentors, one of your teachers, just just made a difference. I yeah. mean, what advice do you give to parents out there? It's like the hardest, it's the hardest job to raise a kid. It yeah. really is. Yeah, you know, um, you know, with parents, I would just say, 
you know, number one, be kind to your kids, take care of your kids and 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 put your kids in programs where they're interacting with other kids and getting other role models uh, that are in their life. You know, I still think back to 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 when I was small, you know, I had I had we were poor. Never knew we were poor, you know, because my mother did a good job of working mm-hmm. hard. Never knew we were poor. Then I had the club that was there, which I didn't think anything of it, but it was the club. But between my mother and the club and everything I did, I thought everything was normal. <laughs> and then you grow up and you look back and you're like, that wasn't normal. But because of these different things along the way, it felt normal to me. Yeah. So parents, you know, keep an eye on your kids and. You know, if you don't need them in any of those things, that's fine. But there are there are organizations and opportunities out there to help what you do with your kids. They're going to help them become stronger, more productive members of this society. So so don't don't hold them out of those things. Involve them because it's going to enrich them as they go further. It's true. It really is. You know, you. you it's not a solo job. You can't say, well, I'm just going to raise it myself. I'm not going to ask for help. you got to ask for help. Yes. This is a really hard job, not only financially, but just the emotional part of it. And then you're trying to maintain your you know, relationship with your partner. You're trying to do the things it takes to bring food on the table. And you can't shortchange it. You can't delegate it to somebody else. But what you do to the kids is amazing. And there is no accident that you're here, that you went through that journey to help. You're somebody who probably will never retire, right? Well, you know, I mean, you know, probably not. But, uh, you know, I'm enjoying it so much. And, and, and now um, I'm down here. My kids are here. My grandkids are here. My wife is here. So I can have my cake and eat it here, too. So, Absolutely. you know, just keep going as long as you can. Well, you know, we're blessed to have you here in the Valley. Your, your experience in business and education, but really your passion for you truly walk the walk. You, you know what it's like having been in their sneakers and to have done that. So I thank you for being here today in studio. Show that. I'm encouraging my listeners to learn about the Boys and Girls Club to contribute because you're going to help a kid out there make a difference. As somebody professionally like myself who sees the adults who could have benefited early on from Boys and Girls Club, you know, all the people who struggle, at least one person who believed in you, who was there for you, that's what your guys do. You know, they, they make them feel special and they give them the love that they need. So thanks for listening in on House Calls and we'll talk more next month. Have a wonderful month and God bless you all. Take care. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.